those of you who list, are listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at Beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Word of God upon which we base our message on this 16th Sunday after Pentecost is the gospel. For today you heard it read before from Matthew 20. I recall just these words. The kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out at daybreak to hire workers for his vineyard. In the name of our dear Lord Jesus Christ, who went all the way to the cross so that we might live forever, my beloved. The topic of the message for this morning is work. The opposite of work is either leisure or idleness, depending upon whether or not you have a job. Retirees work. There's always the bills that have to be paid. There's the housework. Home repairs. There's always volunteer work. And even if and when physical limitations don't allow you to do anything more than pray, that's work too. Jesus' parable or illustration of the workers in the vineyard Talk about work. It's a subject of work. Now, so that we might really be able to get to uh, the heart and core of Jesus' illustration, first of all, this morning, what I want to do is retell the parable in my own words. And then what I want to do is put it in the context. In other words, why did Jesus speak this illustration? There's two reasons, and we'll get into them a little bit later. One was a question of a rich young man to Jesus, and the other one was um, some words that Peter spoke. And after that, then we'll come back to the parable again. First of all, let's recount Jesus' parable or illustration of the workers in the vineyard. Very, Jesus, very simply, Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a vineyard. Obviously a place where they grow grapes. Now, the owner has a lot of work to, to uh, be done. Because the vines, you know, they have to be pruned, they have to be fertilized, they have to be cultivated, and eventually they have to be harvested. Now, apparently, according to Jesus' illustration, the landowner does not have a whole lot of staff. And so what he does is he goes out and hires freelance or migrant workers as he needs them. And so one day, as the tradition would have it, he went out early in the morning, perhaps between 5 and 5.30 to the marketplace where people were standing around looking for work. And he agrees with the very first hires that he would give them a day's wage. And so they started working at 6 o'clock. Now, this was going to be hard work because this was not an 8-hour day. This was a 12-hour work day from 6 to 6, from dawn to dusk. And it was hot outside. Well, after the landowner hired his first batch of workers, he looked around and he recognized that he still needed more. So he went back out into the marketplace at 9 o'clock in the morning and he hired some more people and he said, I'll pay you whatever is right. 
He did the same thing at noon. He went back at 3 in the afternoon. He went back again at 5 p.m., one hour before quitting time, and hired some more people. And so the workday comes to an end. It's time to dole out the paychecks. And so the owner has all the workers get in line according to the sequence that they checked in or punched in. Next, the landowner has his foreman do something very unusual. Instead of starting with the guys or the gals that started at 6 in the morning, he starts uh, with the last ones hired at 5 p.m. He pays them first. He gives to the ones who had worked only one hour a day's wage. Now he works his way back up the line, doling out the rest of the pay, and he pays the ones that he hired first, he pays them last, and he gives them a day's wage, just as he agreed with them. And then the grumbling begins, because the men who began at 6 o'clock, and they saw that the ones that were hired at 5, they thought they should be getting more, and so they grumbled. And the landowner owner told them he hadn't been unfair. The first ones hired agreed for a day's wage, and that's what they got. And all the others he could pay just as he wished. He wasn't being unfair. He was being generous. Keep that story in mind now. Let's put it off to the side for just a little bit, because what we have to do is we have to go back to Matthew 19, the words that come just before, the words before us today in Matthew 20. And uh, Jesus is confronted, as the Bible says, by a rich young man. I would say in today's terms, probably a multimillionaire. The guy had a lot of property, too. And the rich young man asks Jesus a very simple question. And he was probably a very religious person. He said, what good thing do I have to do to get into eternal life? Now, just like so many other people, he was under the understanding that if he worked really, really hard to be a good person, then someday God would have but no alternative than to reward him with eternal life in heaven. In response, Jesus listed several of the Ten Commandments. And the guy sort of poo-pooed it. He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kept all those things already. Then Jesus got to the point. He said, you know, if you really want to be perfect, if you want to get to heaven then I want you to love me more than anything or anyone else. And as proof of it, I want you to give all of your money and property away to the poor and then follow me. And it says, when the rich young man heard those words, he went away sad because he had much money and property. Now, next, matters don't seem to be getting any better at all because after Jesus has a brief discourse with his disciples about being wealthy, Peter, still thinking about Jesus' words to the rich young man, pipes in, Jesus, we have left everything to follow you. What will we get out of it? Jesus, you know that rich man that you just talked to? We already did all that stuff. 
We left our fishing businesses, our homes, our spouses, our kids. Look what we did. What reward do we get for putting forth that kind of effort? And that's what set the stage for Jesus to set the record right about working for the Lord. The rich young man thought that the way to get into heaven was by earning it, by being a good person, by keeping the Ten Commandments. Peter thought that the way to get in a good position into God, Jesus' new kingdom was by being a good soldier. Both men had the wrong ideas about rewards in the kingdom of God. You can't work your way to heaven by what you do because scripture said you'd have to be perfect and you don't do good things for the church so that you get a good position. As Peter thought, Jesus was going to set up his throne in Jerusalem and he wanted to be perhaps vice president. That's the setting in which Jesus told this illustration or this parable to set the record straight. As Isaiah says, and we heard it uh, read uh, this morning, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. You see, what Jesus is telling us this morning, he says, in my kingdom, everything gets reversed. The first is the last, and the last first. In God's kingdom, Jesus answers this, this, uh, the, the, the question this morning for us, why work? That's what Jesus answers in the parable. Jesus wants us to know that God's reasoning is not like the world's. You don't work first and then get something for it. You get something first and then you work. You see, what comes first and what comes second makes all the difference. Why were all the workers out there in the vineyard working in the first place? Whether it was from the first hour, the sixth hour, the third hour, the last hour. They were all there because they had been invited. No vineyard. No owner. No invitation. No work. Why do we work for the Lord? Because in his grace and in his generosity, he invited us into his vineyard, into his kingdom, into his family. We came into the world all covered up with sin, but he washed us clean in the waters of holy baptism, invited us into his kingdom. You did absolutely nothing to get here. Before the foundations of the world, scripture says, God chose you to be here. You're not here by your own choice. You're not here by chance. You're here by God's choice. Jesus said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. And once you find yourself blessed by God's grace, that you are inside his vineyard, what else is there for us to do than out of thanksgiving and love for Jesus to work for him? And I got to tell you, those who are still outside the vineyard don't have a clue as to what we're doing here at Beautiful Savior Lutheran Church. 
Why do some members come to church early on a Monday morning to count offering dollars? Why do some members offer their services to be an usher or to serve on the altar guild or sing in the choir or send cards out to members? Why do we worship and why do we pray and why do we bring our offering dollars to the Lord? Because he invited us into his vineyard and into his own family and without which the future would be only one of despair. And then when we work for the Lord, no matter when you entered his kingdom, at one month old, at 25 years old, at 65 years old, or at 93 years old, whenever you enter his kingdom, you get the exact same reward of God's generosity, the forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ, and the guarantee of everlasting life in heaven. Our gracious God rewards us all the same, no matter how long our service to him, no matter how hard or little our efforts, he gives all the workers the very same, his generosity. The generosity of slate, a slate of sin wiped wipe completely clean. A guarantee of perfection, not our own, but given to us through the blood of Jesus Christ. And we have it all right now. And so you see, there's nothing more for us to do than to continue to work. In thanksgiving to our gracious Lord for his invitation into his vineyard. And how could we ever dare say, Oh Lord, you have been so unfair because you reward us all the same. Lord, it's not fair because our world doesn't work that way. My thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. Besides all that, you want fair? Then what about Jesus Christ, the innocent one, dying for the guilty ones? You call that fair? But to satisfy his desire for justice, and because sin needs punishing, he punished his son as our substitute so that with sins punished, we could go free. Now, that's not fair. But that's what God did for you. Because he loves you so much. The parable of the workers in the vineyard. That'd be you and me. Some of us are called to work all 12 hours. Some only eight. Perhaps some only five or some only three. But all of us receive the very same, the love of our dear Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because my ways are not your ways. You don't work first and then get something. You get something first. A guarantee of forgiveness and everlasting life. And then a whole lifetime to work in thanksgiving to a gracious Lord for his gifts to you. You see, what comes first and what comes second makes all the difference. So, what's there left for us to do? Nothing more than to continue to work for the Lord while it is day, before night comes when no one can work and God 
granted through Jesus' sake. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We take this time together our tithes and offerings and our connection cards. <coughs>